Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast that's devoted to helping you live enthusiastically today and tomorrow and every other day of your life to make this a great lifestyle in a great world. And let's spread the word of enthusiasm. I am your host, Ron Kaiser. I'm a positive health psychologist and also author of the best-selling and award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is mentalhealthgym.com, and I'm always happy to hear from you with your questions, ideas about rejuvenating, positive mental health, and even ideas for additional guests. As you know, we try to bring the most interesting guests in the world to you, and today we've got one of them. I really have a hard time sometimes admiring people who are so much younger than I am, but I really am in awe of today's guest, Wolf Castillo. Wolf is a life coach for teens and young adults, and he's creator of the Wolf Method, which we'll have to learn about. Wolf guides young adults and helps them to make the next big leap in their lives as they transition to adulthood. He is a professional acrobat, a movement enthusiast, a multi-sport state-level college champion, and an active participant in Accra Yoga. Throughout his time in college, Wolf completed 300 hours of volunteer service in addition to working full-time and probably the most amazing thing, he graduated debt-free. Wolf earned magna cum laude honors with degrees in both education and psychology, and I've been waiting to get him on this podcast for a long time. Wolf, it's a pleasure to have you with us finally. Really looking forward to our conversation. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me, Ron. I, I've actually been anticipating this one for a little while now, and we finally able to make the make the calendars link up and everything. So I'm really excited to see where we can what we can create inside of this podcast today. Great. Well, well let me ask, first of all, what are what are you up to these days in particular? Well, I think you know a little bit. The main thing that I've been up to is traveling around the country for the past two and a half months. I've been traveling around the country with my partner and a little camper trailer just going around from east to west coast and uh, just stopped back into hometown Florida for a little bit before I finished the rest of the year kind of out on the road exploring, connecting with people and, you know, just taking it one step at a time, learning along the way. It's it's an amazing country. When I was younger, I had the opportunity to do driving out west. I've lived in the Midwest, the West, and now in Philadelphia. And just it's, you know, if if you've got the opportunity, I'm a little bit envious of you, but I also know that I, I did some things that others didn't when I was younger. And I, I certainly have that as part of my heritage. So, Mm. Looking forward to that for you as as you go further. Wolf, I'm wondering how did you get uh, so interested in in kind of a niche idea? This uh, business. I mean, there are coaches who work in industry, life coaches, uh, mental health coaches, and so on. How do you specifically look at the idea of working with? an age group that really needs that kind of work and probably doesn't have enough of, you know, real positive coaching. 
You know, I think one of the things that I have personally struggled with the most is that it seems as though a lot of us, myself included, and I think we all, you know, fall fall into this category sometimes is we oftentimes don't feel the need to address a problem until it's literally screaming in our face. And what that looked like for me personally was I went to high school and I, I kind of did what I was told I was supposed to. I got good grades and I got into a good college and I, I did the whole thing. It was like, go to school, get good grades, get a good job. So you can, you know, have a good life was kind of like the story that I had been fed. So in an attempt to, to be a good little soldier, I, I started that on, I took that on and I, I paid my way through college and was working for jobs to make sure that I, I personally really, really struggled with the idea of like going to school and creating just a ton of debt. And I said, okay, well then I'm just going to really bust my hump to, you know, do my best to have as little or no debt at all. And as I did that, one of the things that kind of went to the wayside was my health, not only physically, but also mentally. And for me, I didn't feel as though I was ever taught nor equipped with the tools to be able to deal with some of the struggles that I personally dealt with without getting into like a long story. I, while going to school, suffered the loss of two really close friends, one who was like my longest childhood friend, took his own life. And then another one who actually also took his own life. I was, like I mentioned, working four jobs. So I was schooling and working between 60 to 70 hours a week. I was also in a, in a relationship and had a lot of things going on with my family and personally was struggling with a lot of mental health. My dog died and all these things kind of happened in like such a very short period of time. And it got to the point where my experience of life a lot of times is like there's a spectrum in terms of like you're either super this way, or you're super that way. So in terms of like my emotions and my feelings and my connectedness to like myself, I went from being a, a more emotional and connected to how I was feeling child to at that point in my life, I had become so knocked off of my feet that I went completely numb and started struggling severely with depression. And quite frankly, the honest truth was that I, there was a lot of days where I spent just sitting in my room by myself, wondering what the point of life was and whether or not, whether or not my life mattered. And because of that, I ended up having to do a lot of work. I spent a lot of time with myself. I just, I started doing so much ridiculous work, just, just shoveling out money for training and taking care of my body and doing all these things. And then in hindsight, I realized that I, I felt as though there was an entire piece of education that I wasn't being taught, like the, the real life skills that nobody was talking about in high school and in, in college unless you paid for it. And I saw that as something that I could potentially, and am now actively doing, stepping into a role where I feel there's a massive gap and just creating a bridge that allows someone to be able to, to transcend and to move into the next stage of their life. And yeah, to be challenged and to, you know, create hardiness, but also to feel as though that they have support and that they don't have to do it alone. Well, that's terrific. It's such needed work. I'm wondering if a young adult or somebody even a little younger than that is listening and wondering, were there any particular characteristics that you saw in yourself that has made you so resilient? I mean, you know, it doesn't take a lot of imagination, and you saw this with your friends, that there are other options than bouncing back and, you know, really leading a productive life. What do you, what do you see within yourself, or what did you pull from that, that's made you so resilient? I feel as though the resilience is a byproduct 
of getting punched in the face. Meaning if I've taken it on the chin enough times, eventually you just start to kind of like create thick skin, so to speak. So I think in a way like a resilience is, is a result, but in order to have created even to be open to like the resilience and like being able to get back up is truth be told, like, you know, I did a lot of work on my own, but I would be lying if I said that I didn't have a ridiculous, a ridiculous support team slash community, whether it was my family or if it was friends or if it was my coaches, I have a lot of coaches and mentors and like they really helped pull me up and to create a lot of perspective because I realized that context was everything. And for the longest time that context the framework from which we look from ultimately determines what it was that for me that I was getting out of my life. If I was looking from the context of I'm not good enough, my life doesn't matter, who am I, these types of contexts, then the actions that I take are going to be directly correlated to that belief and my results aren't going to be empowered. So I would say a lot of that resilience is a byproduct of one, taking on the chin and two, having the right people around me to, to always help me keep it in perspective when I were to get bogged down. Well, it's really, really interesting and amazing. I'm wondering the, the type of young people that you like to work with or who most obviously need services like yours, when should somebody know uh, when they can't just say, well, this is something you're going to grow out of, or this is a phase, or, you know, but hey, maybe there's something you can actively do to seek help and, you know, move forward and, and become the best version of yourself as you've done. Are there clues that we should be looking for to say, hey, this is, this is the time when I need to reach out and ask for help? Sure. So back to my original point of how I feel as though a lot of times we wait until it's an issue. In my personal opinion, we shouldn't be waiting until it's an issue. Meaning instead of waiting until, for example, if I know that I'm eating a lot of junk food or I'm eating a lot of things and putting a lot of things into my body and in general, our diet, not just food. And I think you can attest to this. What we consume is a huge product of who we are, whether it's relationships, books, food, it's all a diet. If I'm consuming bad thing, good in, good out, bad in, bad out. It doesn't matter whether it's food or if it's a book or even music, whatever we consume is going to oftentimes be directly correlated with the results that we're creating. So for me, I'm, I just believe wholeheartedly that the best time to address it is before it becomes an issue. If you know that you have, or maybe you're not certain, but maybe you have an idea like, you know what, like I do want more out of my life. I want more out of my health. I want more out of my relationships with my family members or my, my partner slash spouse. Or if I want to become more clear about what I really want to do with my life in terms of work or occupation, instead of just like going to school because it's the right thing to do, which I look back in hindsight, I'm like that was very, very poor decision. Why not surround myself with, with people who've been there and who've done that and just listen? I heard something that was really profound that really clicked something together for me. And for the longest time, I was just piling up knowledge, 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 but I wasn't taking any action. And then I realized that the steps that it takes in order to be able to create like a higher level of learning is knowledge is first level, experience is second level, but wisdom is third level. And the reason why we read books is because someone's been there and they've done that. 
So why not surround ourselves with people who are going to pull us up before it becomes an issue? Don't wait till it's a problem. Do it right now. Do it yesterday. You're already late. What are you doing listening to this podcast? Get off, stop listening to this podcast. Go find somebody who is going to support you in making your dreams, your visions, your passions, your missions a reality. And like, go, go make that happen now. You know, I think that's one of the reasons that, that we were drawn to each other when we first met is I think we're both real big believers in prevention that, you know, while it's always kind of sexier or makes more headlines or whatever to deal with crises, the hard work is to be able to prevent stuff from happening. It's why when I work with older individuals, I talk about pretty much what you did that I've found it goes into three main areas where there's strong science behind the fact that if you are taking care of your body in various ways, exercise, food, sleep, meditation, so on, that's one area. The second is to keep the mind active, the intellectual functioning. And the third is to be socially involved. And you get bonus points if in the process you're doing good for other people. And I think pretty much the things you're talking about are are the same. And one of the things I wish or hope for is that your people will start doing things at an early age, what I call start growing old early. I, I don't <laughs> look at old as being a negative term, but start doing yeah. the things so that when you get to be in the second half century of life, that's the pattern. You're going to be doing that. You're not going to have to suddenly start worrying about obesity impacting on your health or uh, loneliness impacting upon your longevity, things yeah. of this nature. So when you work with young people, wh what do you actually do? Uh, is it something where people come to you? Is it online? Do you speak? How do people benefit from you? Sure. So I, I've been getting more into the speaking realm. And just because personally, I'm just like a huge spoken word advocate but most of my actual work is through conversation, actually through like things like this, like Zoom. And there's layers that go into it, but ultimately whether or not we as a society believe this, our young people actually have goals and visions and, and dreams and things that they wanna actively work, work towards. So for me, I feel like my job is to pull those to the forefront and then you know, the way that I separate is like there's a being and a doing aspect. I really like to work on the being, meaning being as a sense of like confidence or being as a sense of self-love or being as a sense of integrity or communication. I feel as though a lot of the work that I do is about creating a, a really, really strong, sturdy foundation from which they can create the castle or the mansion or the empire that is their life. So it's about having, a lot of times, having difficult conversations, having conversations that we don't necessarily want to, we want to have because in a way, I can't help but notice behind you, I, I like to think a lot of the work that I do is holding up a mirror. It's easy for me to see what's, what's happening in your space and it's harder because like having like self-awareness is like being able to see behind us and there's like something pulling the strings and we look and then it's gone. So being able to actually get to the source of the puppet master and see what's pulling the strings, a lot of times it can be very liberating. And then once we can get to the being aspect, like I really want to be someone who inspires my family or my communities to, to really take on 
rejuvenating, about being able to be focused on preventative care versus like reactive crisis care. And then we start then creating tangible, practical plans to be able to take that out because ultimately, and again, I said this earlier, if you're just going to like listen to this podcast and be like, all right, great. Another check off my box. I learned something. In my opinion, you're wasting your time. And the reason why I think that we're wasting our time is because knowledge without practical application is just a, it's just an idea. It's like the, the, the old faithful new year's resolution. And you know, we get the membership, we, we sign up and then like whatever the, the statistics say within like a month or two months, like, the ridiculous percentage of people who end up dropping off. And I think ultimately because it's, it's like a lack of vision, but a lack of follow through. And as long as it's just words, it's just, you know, heat coming out of our mouth. Oh, you know, I want to lose weight or, Oh, uh, you know, let's just focus on the losing weight thing. Like, why do you want to lose weight? And you know, maybe that's where people get stuck. Cause I want to lose weight. That's why I get a gym membership. But if you were to really be with that person and ask them why they're doing what they're doing, what you might find is that why they really want to lose weight has less to do about losing weight and has to do with the fact that they really just want to be healthy because one day they like would love and be inspired by the idea of seeing their kid walk across the stage as they graduate or being able to see their kids have kids and being able to hold that baby. That's distinctly different than I want to lose weight. It's compelling. And then from that compelling foundation, we then say, okay, got it. You have this vision now how are we going to actually make that a reality? And I think the thing that one of the biggest things that I bring to the table is like accountability. It's not just words. It's seeing it through to the end. I have coaches and mentors who do the exact same thing to me. I am definitely going to advocate and preach what I'm practicing. I have tons of coaches and mentors. And I absolutely think that we should be up-leveling our accountability as a whole, not only for ourselves, let's step outside of ourselves, but think about our families, communities and organizations, society and the world at large. Who do we want to be for all of these people? Yeah, well, you've mentioned a couple of things. Well, you mentioned many things, but a couple of things that really resonate with me. One is the fact that, that we're really talking about an overall lifestyle an overall commitment to a healthy lifestyle and a growth-oriented lifestyle. In other words, it's not like, okay, we're going to reach a certain weight and that's it. But it, it's really a lifestyle. And at the other end of the poll, I can only tell you, I mean, it's been such a joy for me to grow older and be able to participate with my grandchildren, to be able to be healthy enough to, at least as of this point, be one of the handful of people or the small percentage of people who don't take any type of medication unless I'm sick. You know, the ability to continue to work, the ability to be able to interact with people like you. And while, you know, hopefully when I get to be a little younger, I will hope I'll be like you. But uh, for the present, you know, some of the foundations that I've built have helped me to be a pretty good old guy, I think. On a lighter note, how'd you get to be an acrobat? Lighter note, that's actually really funny. Well, I mean, I I started competitive cheerleading in high school. Before I did competitive cheerleading, I did competitive weightlifting. And then once I got out of high school, honestly, how I got to be an acrobat, it's still a light note, but really the reason why I got into acrobatics was because of depression. 
for me, it was actually, I got into a point where I was stuck and stagnant and acrobatics. And one of the things that I'm a huge advocate of is movement. Whatever movement means to you, whether it's dance, baseball, soccer, going for a walk, doing Pokemon Go, I don't care what it is. Like if it, if it moves you, if it, if it allows you to be able to create movement in your body and to not let like the cobweb, so to speak, of like sitting and not moving to formulate, I think that that's amazing. So for me, acrobatics was like a huge thing for me of allowing me to express myself, to challenge myself, and ultimately to get out of the rut that I was in. And it's like, it's, it's had a massive impact on my life at large on the macro scale. Yeah, and the science is very strong to indicate, you know, that movement, physical activity really makes changes in the brain and helps you to stay positive, helps your your overall health. And as I said, you, you want as much going for you in the brain as, as you possibly can. The issue of helping others is is one thing, but how how somebody reach you if they want to be concretely, how do we move from these concepts to concretely getting somebody to you or somebody, you know, choosing to to go to you? Sure. So what I will say is I'm not going to tell somebody that I am their answer, but what I will say is if you have made it to the end of this podcast, if I can absolutely leave you with anything is one, don't wait until it's a problem, but two, just move to the level of community and support. If you personally, like, you know what, like, I'd love to have a conversation. Like you can absolutely email me. It's wolf, like the animal at wolfcastillo.com. And that'll, I, I'm assuming that'll be in the show notes. I'm not certain, yeah, but be. honestly, the, the best thing to do is just to start talking about it. If you know that there's an area that you want to improve on, like send me an email, like we can absolutely talk and have a call and please like, let it be known. I am not going to try and sell you anything. Like, I just want people to know that, that I can be a resource, but there are other people as well who'd be willing to listen to you, to get you to a place of empowerment and to a place that truly inspires you. And I would love to be able to connect with anyone, even if it's just like, hey, I resonated with something that you shared. So that way I know like, okay, some of the things I'm saying are actually landing with people. I'd love to connect with anybody at all. Great. And the fact that you've expressed the fact that, you know, you still have and have had tons of mentors and people that you call upon is is really great role modeling and i think people you know can see and should be able to benefit from the fact that hey you don't you know it's kind of like going to the gym you know you don't go to the gym just because you want to lose 10 pounds or something like that you, you want to maintain a level of fitness and it's the same kind of thing with with overall uh, mental and emotional health that you know there are experts that can help you. There are people who can help you to be accountable as yeah. well as giving you advice. And, you know, I think that's a real important message that you've gotten across. In going a little bit further, as you know, and as listeners know, I am a grandfather and my wife and I are very much involved in our grandchildren's lives. I'm wondering for the older listeners there who may have either adult children or grandchildren that, you know, if, if we want to do a good job, try not to impose too much, but can you give us some advice as to how we can impact upon and uh, have a positive influence on children and grandchildren without building in resentments? Hmm. 
I really appreciate this question. This was like not expecting this permission to be honest. Honestly, I feel like the best thing that we can ever do, especially for young people is to create an environment where they feel safe, meaning letting them know, like truly like looking them in the eyes and letting them know like, Hey, like I love you so much. And I want you to know that if you ever need to talk about anything, I'm here for you. And I bring no judgment. I know for myself that a lot of times the reason why I found it difficult to be able to connect with even my parents or, or even my grandparents is because I had a fear that I would be judged or not accepted as I came, that I would only be loved and accepted if I conformed to their idea of how I was supposed to be. And that was a lot of pressure for me. So if there's anything, it's like reaffirming to that kid, like I come as you are, I love you as you are. And just be open that they might say something that might shock you and might make you a little worried or maybe like, you know, maybe even contradictory to what your beliefs are, but just them even having that trust creates an opportunity to have a relationship of like openness and honesty, unlike anything that's ever, at least I've personally experienced these types of interactions occurring when I felt safe and, and like I could trust in that communication. Yeah, trust and a feeling of safety is is really critical. And I know we all we have images of what we expect somebody to be or what we think they are, and whether that's a partner, spouse, child, or whatever. And the important thing to recognize, the image is something that you created in, in your head. And if they don't conform to that image, the image isn't a fact, it's an image. If they if they don't conform to that image, that doesn't say something bad about them. So to be able to just, you know, accept somebody as they are is a, is a challenge because, you know, we all have certain dreams of what we might want somebody to be in some cases to fulfill some of our unfulfilled dreams or whatever. But it's an easy thing for us to say. It's, it's a hard thing to accomplish, but it's so critical. And it's, you know, so rewarding when you have people who don't have to rely on you, who are willing to make you, you know, a part of their lives. That's one of the reasons I feel so fortunate to, to have you, Wolf, as part of my life. I mean, you're one of the people that I really have no problem telling that I love you. We've talked about the possibility of maybe putting our, our minds together and doing a, a book or workshop or something to cover both ends of the spectrum of the age spectrum. But I think people who listen to this can see why I'm, you know, so in awe of who you are and what you're doing. And I just hope that so many people uh, will be influenced by you because, again, prevention, being able to build a lifestyle, be able to build personal strengths and personal awesomeness is something that can't be taken away from you if, if you build that as a foundation. So it's been, you know, obviously a pleasure, a joy, enlightening, any, any other adjectives that, that might be positive <laughs> your way, but I, uh, you know, I've waited to talk with you for, for quite a while and uh, hope it won't be real long till we do it again in person or on a podcast. Once again, how do people reach you? Again, it will be in the show notes, but uh, some people are auditory listeners rather than paying attention to the show notes. 
Yeah. So real quick, before I do that, I do want to address Ron again. Thank you so much for having me here. I love you, the mission that you're up to and sharing this and something that I more and more am becoming an advocate of is, as you mentioned, like bridging that gap. Because although you might be older than me, we're, we're not really, we're not really different. We're just two people in this human body and this human experience who want to live a good life and want to live a good life with the people around us and to, you know, be loving, to be caring. And, you know, you having these types of conversations with people, I think really creates that space for people. And I really acknowledge that and appreciate it. Thank you. Again, we're still going to get your, your contact information, but you did uh, mention something that I, I put in as a section in my book. And this just reminded me of the importance of it, that if you basically continue to be enthusiastic about life and grow older with enthusiasm, one of the real rewarding things for me has been the fact that we're able to bridge that age gap, not just you and me, but but lots of other people. And I think it's the same kind of thing with you and older people that, you know, if you have enthusiasm about life, if you have self-confidence, if you're willing to make contributions to others, age is, it's not totally irrelevant. I mean, people tend to, to hang around more with people their age than not, but it is, it's not an uncomfortable thing. And, and it's something where we can gain from. In the meantime, once again, how are they going to get in touch with you if they have questions? And, and we really appreciate the, you know, the, the non-commercial offer to, to help that you're providing. Yeah. So uh, email is wolf at wolfcastillo.com. Uh, if you prefer to connect through social media, because there are slight shifts in the different handles, I would say go check the show notes. Most of them are at follow the wolf follow the wolf and the E is a three that's Facebook, Instagram and things like that. But the best way to make sure you cover it is to go and look at the show notes because there's one link that has the links to all of them. Okay. And if the rumor I heard is correct, I believe you will soon be having a podcast. I will. I don't have a date on it yet. I'm not going to lie, but to my, my belief is that it's going to be called follow the wolf I'm sure at some point we'll have another conversation. And when we do, there will, it'll probably be in existence or it will be shortly coming into existence, but it's definitely in the 2020 plan. Okay. Make sure you let us know and we'll be sure to publicize it. Although again, I'm hoping it won't be too long till we have another conversation. Absolutely. So Wolf, it's again been a tremendous pleasure for me. You've added a lot of value to our listeners can't wait to talk with you again, and I can't wait to implement some of the suggestions that you've mentioned. This has been Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser and our guest today, Wolf Castile. Wolf's been a great guest. If you want to communicate with me, please do so at ron.kaiser at mentalhealthgym.com. And I hope that if you enjoy these podcasts, that you will download them, subscribe, rate them, and tell your friends about it. And until next time, this is Ron Kaiser signing off. Bye.